Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this week on the Grappling Rewind Podcast. In this week's show, we are going to recap Fury Grappling 6. We are also going to recap Anoka Bombaye. Uh, I am your host, I'm your host, Maine, and your co-host. Josh. How you doing, Josh? Good. Full of Taco Bell now. Um, pretty quiet, pretty quiet week here uh, overall for grappling. Really just Fury and really Ayoke Bombaye. Is we're gonna talk about some of the history of that kind of in the second half of the show. We usually don't cover MMA, but overall it was a pretty quiet week jujitsu wise. So we figured we would touch on it because it has like guys like Lovato on it, Igor Tanabe on it, um, some really exciting grapplers, and Josh Barnett was on it that we haven't seen or maybe we're retired from grappling. And so because it's a lighter show, Josh and I are gonna go through some history on kind of that event, why the event happened, and then some more information on uh, basically is Lovato still retired. Um, which is kind of the question I have from that event. Lovato, are you retired? He told me he was retired. Please respond. ADCC and told everyone else. So uh, that is it. Before we get into the recap section of the show, uh, recap, basically the main event here for Fury was Rosanami Yunus and Jillian Robertson. Um, So we'll talk about that in a minute. But news this week. The only bit of news, I don't know, there's probably more news than that that we're just completely forgetting. But um, it's Christmas here in the U.S. It was pretty quiet overall. It's the week after Christmas, dog. It's leading up to New Year's. It, it oh, was yeah. New no Year's. Shit. It's the it's, New Year. It's, it's the 2023. New year. Yeah, January We're, 1st here. We are recording this on the first day of the new year of 2023. A rare Sunday show and instead of a Monday show. It will not come out until Tuesday. <laughs> As is um, tradition. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fight to Win isn't on Flow Grappling anymore. Yeah, big news. So uh, so Fight to Win, uh, for the past couple of years, has done a- Starting at Fight to Win 4, when he posted that, that's what- uh, yeah, so fight to win. Uh, it was was it not streamed the first couple of events because this was they like were streamed. I don't remember. I don't remember how I found it, but I was watching it. And it was like fight to win th- two or three. Yeah, and then they were like, "We're on flow grappling, and you can watch us on flow grappling." And I was like, "All right, cool," and just started watching it from there. Mm-hmm. And so fight to win right now is at two hundred and thirty something. Yeah, as far as events go, two thirty-seven. Lulu, it, it was just posted. I was looking at it. And yeah, now I can't find it. So that's. Great. But they've been with Flow for many, many years. We've been we've been covering them on the show for since twenty seventeen. We have a very soft spot in our heart since we started. Yeah, literally the first that's episode. Why we started the first episode of the show was us running, literally doing an entire fight to win card because we didn't know the format of the show yet, and we recapped essentially thirty seven matches on that first show. Fight to win two hundred and sixteen. Okay, two sixteen. So we've covered it from Fight to Win 52, which is when we started, and then we've covered... 53. Every- uh, okay. I don't, I 50, think- 53. That was the one in Maryland. Okay. We've covered every single Fight to Win since then, and so pretty, pretty much almost weekly for many, many weeks, they are finally... Every year, they, they negotiate their contract with Flow, and they renegotiate in the past couple of years. Really, the last like two years, Seth has been much more vocal in talking about, you know, not sure if we're going to resign. We're, like, we're looking at these other partners. And so we posted something, uh, was it this week? Yeah, it was this week, that was basically Fight, Fight Pass, uh, Amazon might have been in there, and Flow. And there was also like a mystery like question mark there of not sure where we're going to end up. Seth um, posted it or was it on Fight to Win? I think it was Seth that posted. Seth is a promoter of Fight to Win, um, and kind of. I'm just looking through the, the Instagram right now, and that's why I'm just trying to figure it out. That's yeah. all. So he posted something that was basically like where we're gonna end up, and they did this a couple years ago, and we were we were happy at the time that they ended it back on Flow. Um, since that, we're getting a lot more ads on Flow, and we're seeing also, mm. interesting enough, we're seeing Fight to or seeing uh, Fight Pass make a pretty big push back into the grappling space. Like, Fight Pass has always had Polaris. They've always had EBI. They've always had Quintet. They've now added Fury. They're starting to put on more Fight Pass invitationals, and especially with most recently Gordon Ryan versus Nicky Rod, that's a big event, and they pushed that on even the pay-per-view cards for yep. the UFC. Like, the Gordon Ryan is going to be there, and in Fight to Win, or sorry, Fight Pass, this is going to trip me up the entire time we talk about it, Fight Pass is also has like old ADCC footage that you can watch for old ADCC. Like they're not unfamiliar with grappling and they seem to be making a, a renewed push back into the grappling space as they still have like MMA. We laugh. What did you see, Josh? Um, I found the post that you were talking about. Seth posted it. It said, you know, flow grappling fight by Triller, UFC fight pass. Triller was the other one. Yeah, Triller. Yeah. Well, that's fight TV. Right. Um, it, it's a partnership but- with Triller. 
shout out to Eric Naples. <laughs> His post was uh, somewhere that won't play fucking trumpets three minutes into the main event. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, ouch. But also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he had posted it on his personal page. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why. Uh, so yeah. Seth today announced that we've we, we've kind of for years kind of wanted to fight to when it was going to leave. Seth announced today that they're no longer be with Flow, and he had a nice post that was basically thanking people that he's worked with over the years for Flow, and it was very nice. But it was it is very interesting because we cover a lot of fight to wins. We've covered a hundred and fifty plus fight to wins. We're going to mm-hmm. continue to cover fight to win on the show wherever it ends up. I am very curious to see where it ends up. I would not be surprised to see it on either Fight TV or on UFC Fight Pass if they're going to move for main two reasons. Fight TV also is hosting a lot of grappling events too. They've they've historically run a lot of the pay-per-view ones like Grapple Fest, but Grapple Fest is now on Fight Plus. And I pay for Fight Plus, it's like 50 bucks a year and you get, you know, a couple of cards um, a year as part of that. to get me to spend all my money. Yeah. We have a lot of we have a lot of I've I've run we run a lot of services for the yeah. show that we all we all most of us all like keep individually, um, and it wouldn't surprise me to have Fight to Win be a weekly event on something like Fight Plus or be a weekly event on something like Fight Pass because if those services are trying to kind of cater more to grappling fans, having consistency in Fight to Win gives you consistency like no other organization does. What's on Fight Pass? That is something that comes on weekly. Uh, your MMA shows are about it. What? Though? But there's not a single like promotion that runs their event like weekly. Like the Ultimate, not the Ultimate Fighter. Um, Dana White's Contender Series is that on ESPN? I think so. I don't think I don't think UFC produces any edition. I don't. Again, I'm not I'm not in the Fight Pass ecosystem frequently enough to know this. I watch the grappling events. That's what I have Fight Pass for: for CJJ, for EBI, for Polaris, for Quintet. Um, for the UFC Invitational, for Fury, yeah, and but it's like then now like when we were started covering the show, it was Polaris, EBI, and Fight to Win, ACBJJ. But, but I'm, I'm saying on, on on Fight Pass. Oh, on Fight Pass, that was uh, it. Polaris, and Polaris and EBI. EBI. Those are the only two grappling events that eventually, I think 2017 or 18, I think 2018, Quintet ran. Maybe late 2017, and that was yeah, on Fight Quintet. Pass. And we've yeah. seen them kind of expand their grappling promotion, so it wouldn't surprise I mean, me. That, especially would, that would be seeing, a big get for Fight Pass, I think. Yeah, I think Fight to Win would be a big get for anyone because they produce weekly, almost weekly grappling content. They do probably 40-plus shows a year, around 40 shows a year. And so it that's primarily for many, many months. You know, you know who has more... Um, power and sway and 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 money than flow grappling ufc yeah what happens if them jump if fight to win jumping over also starts to sway like the bigger events over like adcc because adcc also has to do a contract negotiation and mo kind of talked openly about like we are not sure where it is going to end up he talked about like a ufc fight pass flow and amazon all having deep pockets and all being interested in the event. Again, 1FC being like exclusive to Amazon, they are making a push into the fight market in a big way. Yes, but I mean, I think when fi- this I th- stuff happens, it then comes up to like, what's on flow now? Yeah, you have worlds right now. IBGF well, you have still the, you have the major IBGF yep. events. What else is on flow? Like, what is something, and, and this isn't like a knock or anything, what is something that gets someone to purchase a subscription to Flow Grappling? I mean, you can only do grappling for a yearly basis. They're banking on ADCC and Worlds. Most people are, are like... I mean, that, that's the model. Is like you, you pay for a year for one event. That's Flow's kind of model. And there's other content that kind of keeps you engaged overall. Like you have who's number one. Mm-hmm. I think those cards have gotten those are really like, strong. Those are fine recently. and all, but it's it's like once a quarter when those come on. They're pushing, they're pushing more. They're pushing for like one every other month or at potentially like closer to every month. But starting in February, but they just had Craig Jones and Margali drop out of that one because Craig Jones is going to corner Volkanovski in the UFC. Yeah, but again, like you need to have stuff on there um you need to have weekly content especially like on the weekend when grappling events and professional like events happen it is very interesting if, and with the trend of commercials 
that yeah. they're putting on a paid site that mm-hmm. you pay for. That was something I really liked about watching Fury. So we, we can kind of keep running this into the ground. Yeah, I, well, I think it's, we can and I think we'll it's get fine. into the Fury I'm, thing. But. I'm curious if ADCC, if this, again, if ADCC sees where, because Seth also does a lot of the production for ADCC. Mo is in charge of all of ADCC and they're very separate, but Seth does a bunch of production and Mo and Seth talk a lot and they're in the industry. It wouldn't surprise me that there would be a conversation about between the negotiation about moving from Flow to another service, especially if Seth is going to make that jump. I think Mo has to nail down who the provider is for ADCC in the next couple of months. Well, I think that was what the, the other thing. Was. Here's the other thing that I will find interesting about it. And we're, uh, yes, we've t- talked to Mo before. We've talked to Seth before. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed both, both on the podcast a couple yes. of times. We we don't have, we're not saying like we have pocketed information. No, that we know, like, we I know, don't have I know what that. you know from Instagram and from being around for a little bit. Yeah, like we don't have any extra information that we're like holding on to for any stupid reason or that. We, we have no idea. This is all like conjecture. Conjecture. It's pure speculation. If ADCC does not go with flow this coming like cycle what happens to flow it's interesting i mean especially with how being gone which how is a huge driving force for the production world's production has really looked the same for the last couple of years i think you know the two commentators they have now like jake watson chase does a do a great job but overall the production has always been Meh. hard to watch as a viewer it's always had a lot of issues um when we've talked about it agnosium on the show Watching Fury and kind of just transitions into Fury, the product for Fury was good. All the events that run on Fight Pass, the Invitational, they looked good. The production wise is good. The production Some of their choices when it comes to some of the personnel, match, some of the matchmaking or and matchmaking. personnel, but that's, great. That, that's promotion to promotion for the most yeah. part. And we have and we've seen that you know, across the board on all. I think every single service has had. We've had some issues with some of the some of the personnel and the matchmaking now and again. But overall, I can go click the Fury and I can go click and find matches. The UFC Invitational, I can go click to the start of the quarterfinals, semifinals. Like that stuff doesn't exist in Flow. If I want to, we I rewatch some matches for Fury here, and I can jump just I can just jump and Flow. It's gonna buffer. It's gonna skip. It's gonna lag. I have to reload the page. There's not a great search on God, no. on Flow and Fight Pass search used to be a lot better. It's gotten worse, but it's starting to get starting to get better better again. again. Yeah. But there's a backbone of like they understand how to kind of curate the library of fights that they have, and they've gotten they got they were really good at it in like 2016. They updated the service, and it's really bad, and then they've kind of moved back into being good. But yeah. Flow still really it's hard to find athletes, it's hard to find cards, it's hard to find individual matches are not parted out a lot of times based on the promotion of like if they're going to part individual matches out. It's hard to get an immediate replay. Yeah, there's that problem too. None of those problems happen on Fight Pass for the most part. We just—it's not stuff that we see, and so I really like the the ecosystem that is in Fight Pass for its usability. I can just click through something with no buffering and no issues, and yeah. and I like that, and it's and it's good, and it makes for an easier and better viewing product. They don't like my VPN, which annoys me, so well, I have to log. Does. I have to log out of that now, but. Overall, it's a quick. So let's talk about. So let's talk about Fury. So let's, yeah, overall, let's talk about the Fury, Fury Six happened this weekend. Um, very happy that they ran an event. Josh is pointing. I have the wrong results up. Um, headlined by. Do you want to start? Let's start from the top. Jillian Robertson event. defeated Rose Namajunas via rear naked choke in one minute and five seconds. Sixty-five seconds. There, there's not a whole lot to talk about this match. There really we, is not. We talked a little bit about in the preview of this matchup that, like, we Jillian talked Ro- about it in the chat too. She's bigger than Rose, uh-huh. but like, I didn't think it would be as much of a factor. You and didn't. I, I think I was the only one in the chat that didn't think it would be as much of a factor. I think I was definitely wrong about that in this. match. I was actually hyping up Rose's grappling skills. Not saying that she's a bad grappler, but she just. She looked like deer in headlights. A little bit. It was interesting because she so got this, hit with that arm drag, like basically within the from first the few seconds. It was they they stood on the feet for thirty seconds. If Jillian that, yeah. hits kind of the first arm drag she wants. They both go down. Rose tries to pop up. She kind of pops up and stands, but never fully squares away. Robertson does. I'm gonna get her. I always get her name wrong. 
Robertson is correct. Robertson. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll call her Robertson for a long time. Robertson turns the hips, jumps to the back. They both fall again. They're close to the edge of the mat. Robertson hand fighting, and then Robertson just continues to work the her. hand fight and gets the choke. And that's that's the entire match. Um, what we it, just explained is pretty much the entire. That match. is, I mean, it's, that's it's a sixty-five second match. Yeah, and then you have a little bit of thirty seconds of feel out at the beginning, if that. And then that was the match. So it was. It was. I didn't expect it to be that fast. I don't think anyone did because we because Rose does have subs in the UFC, like at the highest and level. She's got good grappling. Yes. But like, but Julian, it, I think it for me this is an interesting matchup because I think she's bigger and I think she. Well, I think Julian has doesn't she have like the second or first most submissions in the UFC for any woman? I have like she's got a gang no of them. Idea. She might be. I think she tied Ronda or just beat Ronda in amount of subs. Like she has a gang of subs. I didn't didn't think that the gap would be this large. I was surprised about. The gap being this Robertson large. Robertson fight at thirty five or twenty five. Rose okay. is only fifth, only ten pound difference from fight night. I don't think Rose is a is a particularly large strawweight, but I don't think she's a small strawweight. I also don't think Robertson is a tiny or a big flyweight. I think she's a regular sized regular sized flyweight. So I think Rose, you said, or you or Miranda in the chat went Rose weighed in at one thirty three. Miranda said that. Miranda said that. So it's like that's not, you know. A I was significant by size that, difference. Honestly, I was like 133, really? Yeah, and and Rose looks a little bigger than she, she. Again, obviously, when she fights at 115, she is probably 10 pounds leaner. And when you're only 120 pounds, that's a pretty it's 10 percent additional body weight. She looked bigger in this matchup, but I was just really, I was really surprised that it went this quickly. Um, for me, this more so speaks to just. I was probably sleeping on Robertson. I just didn't really appreciate how was good she on a, a lot of subs. She has been, yeah, yep. and she's and she's had. I think she's had pretty good, but I think pretty mixed results on sub. But she's also, I think she's also been against grapplers too. They've been like put, strictly like, like grapplers, strictly yeah. grapplers before. Which again, when it, we've talked about this for years on the show, it's like when you throw a great MMA grappler. Like in the modern area versus, a, versus a dude that just be grappling or a woman that's just a grappler, like usually that's not competitive. You know, Misha oh, you Tate mean like Misha Tate and Bia, yeah. but it, but that's but that's what I mean. Like it's if all Bia does is the jujitsu and the grappling, but she's going into MMA. She's going, but again, hasn't gone in yet. That's true. You know? But you look at people that are like all I do is grappling. Yeah, of course I'm going to have a leg up in the modern era. Of, I'm at the highest level of this other sport. You have to strike and do all this stuff and do cage craft and cutting like you have boxing and kickboxing, Muay Thai and like things I'm not really worried about as a grappler. And oh, then you're doing jujitsu and wrestling. It's yeah. On top of that, I'm just doing the jujitsu and wrestling. Like we all train a lot. I know how many hours of training I can do. Not as a professional, as like a as like a hobbyist and a coach. I've we work with professionals. We've seen professionals. You've been in rooms with professionals for years and years and years. You know what training schedules they keep. You can't put as much time into the grappling as you do into everything you have to split your time your body can only do so much no matter what you're on only do so much in a day mm-hmm. and so we've seen that matchup happen for years and years and years where it's like the M- the grap- MMA guys tend to get smashed by the grapplers and there's exceptions for rule sets or for situations or you know there's definitely exceptions to that but generally speaking it's pretty easy to pick most of the time for us um I was impressed with Robertson here. I don't really have a greater point to make there, but I was just really impressed with Robertson. She looked great. I would be... In the minute and five seconds that that match yeah. lasted. I, I'm usually not going to... I'm usually not interested. I kind of am interested to see Robertson continue to take more grappling matches now. For sure. Because we've covered her for a couple of years now and like seen her on Sug and some other events. You know, maybe go the Philip Rowe path. Philip Rowe was also on this card. Like, do... You know, you have a name, you're in the UFC, you have a lot of subs potentially there is some really great cross-promotion that promotions can put in with like, oh yeah, MMA fighter that still does the grappling and like you can you can pull into both worlds. People that become a fan of Jillian in the UFC potentially tune into this. Rose is a re- has been a really good, you know, on and off champion in the UFC that probably took a ton of eyes and going, okay, Rose has been the champion. Jillian's not been the champion. And then Jillian has a dominant performance over a former champion in the UFC that people will remember for the Joanna fight and like just, those two fights that were crazy, or and then the, immediately or Jillian the Whaley fights, like, or the Whaley like fights too, them, yeah, yeah, like. comes in and subs her. That probably brings up Robertson's stock in a way, in a in a larger but can way. She cut to one fifteen and and make that actual fight as no, I, to, like, I don't I don't think that's an interesting fight. Like that's what starts to make it interesting, and then it's talking into MMA and yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. It was a good match mm-hmm. for 
how long it lasted. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of surprised that it just went that quickly. Yeah, it's it's uncommon to have that happen. So, yep. moving on. Uh, this was a fun match. So, Chase Hooper defeated Clay Guida via uh, Calf Slicer, which I didn't have on my, bing- my bingo card. <laughs> no, but... So, UFC fighters... What I had on my bingo card was uh, Chase Hooper um, in any other... He, He's like 22. Like, Is he that old now? I think he's like 22 or 23. Okay. He's been like, in the UFC since he, like 19. He roughly just graduated colleges as where you place him in the age range. Oh, Jesus. Clay Guida has probably been fighting as long as Chase Uber has been alive. To be has 100%. he been in the UFC? As he's been long. in the UFC forever. Oh, seven. Maybe even sooner than that. So I'm saying, like, when should, that? So it's it's very funny that we think about this. That literally, Quagura may have been in the UFC as long as Chase Hooper has been alive. Um, uh, so we talked about this in the preview of the show, and I was kind of I got the dynamic of the fight kind of correct. Quagura came out as he does on Fury in the singlet, and I was like, Quagura going to wrestle, and Chase Hooper is a pretty strong jujitsu guy, and we know him. You know, typically wrestling has not been as much of his game. But he's really good, very happy to fight off his back, very good grappler, long and lanky, gives a lot of guys a lot of problems on the ground. Clay Guida came out, immediately imposed the wrestling, and I was like, ooh, this could be tough for Chase, because this match was going to go one of two ways. He's been actively fighting for 20 years. That's Chase Hooper possibly could have still been pooping in his pants. Two years old, yeah. When 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 Clay Guida was a professional fighter. Yeah, that's that gives that just gives you the experience. Also, the, but Gordon talks about the experience deficit. So Guida been doing it, and Guida wrestled before that and had a big long history of like athletics and you know fighting even before that. Um, Guida gets him down, and I was like, okay, this match is probably going to go how we kind of previewed it on the show last week, where it's like Guida is going to impose on top the wrestling game, the top pressure game. Can Chase get something off his back? And then Chase gets up. I was like, okay, this is an interesting dynamic. Like, Chase is going to... And then Guida yeah. puts him down again. And I was like, are we going to keep doing this? Because it's are interesting. Are we talking about the same fight? Because I'm pretty sure Chase put him down. And then and then after the second one, oh, yeah, I good. went, oh, I got up again. And then Chase goes, nah, man, I'm going to wrestle you now. And I went, ah, let's see how this turns out. Gets a single leg, puts Guida down. And then I went, okay, that is a wrinkle to this matchup that I did not anticipate. And they go up again. Chase takes Guida down again, and I went, "Okay, this is this is this is in no way like." And Chase is not a bad not bad wrestler, but I just didn't anticipate, especially with the first like two minutes of this match with Guida imposing with the wrestling, it to flip like this, or the fact that he got on his back, started setting up, and I'm like, "Yeah." So so eventually Chase yeah. gets to Guida's back, and I was and like, "Okay, this is that- wild." Like cross ride from behind, like a half right? back cross ride, like the cross ride from behind. So he's got I'm one like, leg oh, triangled over one of Quigwood's legs, and one of Quigwood's legs is free. He and had then, what like the grapevine, like that basic like yeah from the lockdown back. from the back where you set up from the twister. And I'm thinking, I was is like, Chase Hooper gonna twister Quigwood because oh for UFC fighters you can't do heel hooks and you and like, you can't do twisting leg locks, yeah. so you can't do like toe holds and shit like that. And see, we, we, and I can't remember what match it was that they were like, we're not going to do that. Was it Cup Swanson that blew out his fucking that shit? That was with UFC Invitational, and that was a reap, but that was where the rule kind of started because Cub took off a year after that. But um, I thought, so you think it, you in your understanding of the rules thought it was twisting leg locks. When That's they, what they said. When they flashed the graphic up, it was only heel hooks. And so well, it got neither, talked about on commentary too where it was like twisting leg yeah, locks. That but makes sense. again, if you're somebody that mainly watches UFC, what the fuck is a twisting leg lock to you? You don't right. fucking know. So if they would have been like, there are no heel hooks or toe holds, that's great. But going off of this, off of that cross ride where I'm thinking, oh, he's going to get twistered. Because it looked Chase, Chase, Chase Hooper was setting up a twister. He like, definitely was. He and looked then, like he was like, if I can get a I th- twister here. I thought he was going to fucking do a banana split to I him. I thought he was going to split to him. Or banana split or something. I thought he like was going to do a banana split, and yep. then he transitioned over to that cool little like to the calf truck. slicer to from, the truck. Yeah, and then to the calf slicer, he grabs that calf slicer, and Clay Guida immediately goes, "There's no leg locks," and you can hear him. Oh, he on- kicks. He accidentally kicks Cooper in the fa- uh, yeah, Chase Hooper in the face, and then you see Hooper look at the ref like, "Ow!" And then you hear you see Guida like you see like there's a small conversation he goes, that no, happens no, no, no between leg the locks. three of them. 
He's like, no leg locks. And Hooper just keeps pushing it and looking up at the ref, and he's like, no leg locks. And then he fucking cranked it, and he won. And then there, and then I'm assuming they were like, there's no twisting leg locks. This is a compression lock. Your knee will explode. But and Quaid, you got to absolutely go hard. Guida absolutely knows what a calf slicer is. Like but, and he absolutely yeah. knew now it's time to tap, and maybe yeah. if I tap, I'll win. And the referee still wasn't stopping it, so he should have thought, well, I'm kind of fucked because I can't get out of this. Yeah, because it's the truck, and if you, unless you've the truck is a we, the truck is a position, and Guida's probably seen it, done it, but I doubt he spent a ton of time. If you look at Quaggy's game, like that is not a position he's probably spent no. any amount of time in in his career. If you look at his top pressure wrestling game, like he's not a guy that's falling back for the legs and doing that. That is not part of his game. That's part of Cooper's game, obviously. I mean, but, it was a cool move that I was like, oh, shit, he's doing that. I really yeah. wanted him to twist her him, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers on that one. I thought it was, again, vintage. For me, every time I see someone hit a truck, it's like vintage Tonin again. Cause I was, there was a, again, I was just waiting for, again, a banana split or a crotch ripper or something yeah. like that. And just, like, he transitioned over into that. And then the UFC is going to ban those like for sick. UFC fighters. <laughs> it was silly. It was a cool little match. Um, it also, it, the, the dynamic of the match was more fun than I thought it was. I was really impressed here with... Hooper's wrestling because I did not expect I did not expect him to turn the tide of that but also he's in the not way getting he punched in the face so he doesn't have to there worry about that. that he tried an Imanari roll at one point and that's usually a Hooper sign Hooper fights at 35 or 55 Ugh. or 45 I can't remember I don't remember I, I, I remember. should know this I think I think the match was listed at like 170 no one's coming away for this dog Nobody I think he's at 55 I can't Maybe remember 45 or this I can't is when remember. we need Simon it's like whenever we have to cover MMA just, we gotta call Simon um, let's see what else. What else was a cool match? We uh, had uh, we had Joseph Pyler versus Eric Anders, Eric your boy Anders, which I was upset that they said your boy Eric Anders, not Eric your boy Anders. I don't know why uh, they announced him like that, but uh, it was a fun match. I was honestly really impressed here with Pyler. Um, looked super strong and took a pretty took a pretty clean decision over Anders here. It was it was a it was a fun match to have on the card, um, especially with the name or condition of both guys. Next match, let's talk about this match. Do you have anything Petros- else on that one? No. Uh, Petroski versus OSP. Andre P- Petroski versus Ovin St. Peru. Yo, Petroski f- straight up clowned in wrestling OSP. OSP came out in the wrestling shoes. Yeah, and he got OSP is not up OSP is not a bad wrestler. But he was like a football player beforehand, right? Yeah, I think I, I think so. I think that was like I think he was thing. a football player. But he got straight up clown. Like he got oh, when when Petrovsky got that single leg and switched it to the treetop. I was like, what's going on? That was quick. That was early in the match too. Yeah, I mean the, overall, like Petrovsky just like kind was of winning the entire match and then almost got head scissor armbarred at the very end of it that was a good transition i was impressed with that OS- was a great transition i was impressed with osp but after you have getting like 20 seconds i'm letting my arm go after getting Obviously, kind of Petrosky beat up by petroski in 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 grappling which is very these both these guys have been like punched and they're very very tough gentlemen they're probably not worried about getting beat up in a grappling match but the way that petroski put it to osp Just- i was impressed because he, OSP he didn't have a lot of like answers like Petrovsky was behind him he hit him with so many returns. Returns. hit him with a so treetop little, like, little fucking like mini suplex thing he would spin like, him behind great. the back and he would attack the turtle and like he hit him with a a, a throw by to the back yep uh, there were a couple throw bys that happened when I was like all right cool like that's making more of it seen like in wrestling especially if like Good wrestlers were doing it, and people that you were like, that person doesn't wrestle that much, and they were still yeah. hitting them. So it's like, good. People the, are using it. The funny it. thing about this, so this whole card overall, so we don't have a ton, of, ton more matches on this card to cover. Um, it was, I was very, very impressed with Petrovsky's kind of tenacity and like the dynamism of his wrestling versus OSP, who came out in wrestling shoes. Petrovsky's barefoot doing this. One thing I noticed overall, so we have one more match we're going to talk about, which is... Uh, Pat Sabati versus Alex Sabatini, Sabatini. versus Caceres. Bruce Caceres. Leroy. Um, was really impressed with Sabatini here. He did the same thing that that uh, Petrovsky was doing. He just like out wrestled him. Yep. He was just all over him. Was behind him. Was just beating him to everything. And uh, eventually, he just got to his back and choked him. He looked great. Yeah, he, he he looked amazing. I was honestly impressed because I didn't expect. I I know Caceres, and I've, I was on the show whenever we talk about Caceres. I always kind of lean into his grappling because I've always been impressed with 
the we talked about this on the pre-show, like the scrambling of his grappling. He usually can out scramble to good stuff into triangles, and like he beats guys in scrambles with neat setups. But there's also punching involved. Pat did not did Maybe not l- about let him shit. do that. I was just imp- I was just impressed that he could shut down kind of the scrambling that Caceres is so well known for here. Get to his back and then finish the rear naked choke like he did. Overall, in this card, the thing I thought was most interesting was this was mostly high high level MMA fighters coming in to do grappling matches on kind of an off week for grappling and for MMA. And like, I think all of these guys are, I don't know if, I think most of them are out of camp right now, which makes sense, which when you take a grappling match, you're out of camp. I wish they would have more grappler grapplers. Like there were people that, yeah. if you listen to this podcast, you know who they are. You Mm -hmm. know, you had your Jared Koshals. uh, Andrew Koshal. Andrew Koshal. Cockle. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Andrew Cockle. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you know, you had your people that you hear about on this, and then mm-hmm. you have your MMA fighters and stuff like that. It was interesting, though. Sorry, continue your point. No, you're fine. I'll make Keep my going. point. Go, go, go. What I thought was interesting here, given, <laughs> given the level of MMA fighter you had, motherfuckers can wrestle. It's Holy great. shit. Like, it, it, it does show you the kind of gap between your average and even your high level. We cover all we cover on the show for the most part is high level jujitsu. Which we've talked about for but years. We've watched high level jujitsu, and those people have had awful wrestling. Yeah, and and but even even guys at the top level, like you see, it's wrestling for jujitsu, which looks different, and it's not the same. But the other thing is, you see a lot of bad habits that are carried over because it doesn't. The level doesn't of wrestling overall, much. it doesn't matter. And then you have a couple of guys that have pretty good wrestling. They were starting to see now, like. Like it's a jujitsu. I think good. It, I think it's just shifted completely because of like the push of. ADCC in general, mm-hmm. which like, has such a heavy reliance on those two points that come from wrestling. But also think about it like, look at all those guys that you wouldn't think that are like big wrestlers. Like, look at you know Baby Shark, Diego Hayes. Yeah, right. When he came out, was it for Polaris? Was it the teams event? I think so. It was like Brazil. Versus- we're all we're all Brazil was like we're wrestlers now. Yeah, and they were all fucking wrestling. Yeah, and like Hokage was wrestling. And I'm like, when yep. did he learn how to wrestle? Yeah, Fabrizio Andre. Yeah, and and you know Mika Galvao is always like you you saw him wrestling mm-hmm. you were like oh he's decent wrestling. Azaki Behens was wrestling better, there, and but like... everybody was fucking wrestling. Mm-hmm. And there's just been this big shift because of such the push for Nogi, where they're like, well, wrestle. Like well, unless your guard score. is just so fucking good mm-hmm. that people step into it and they're just fucked immediately. Yeah. And if it's not, like, you have and to honestly, wrestle. And honestly, now with where the game is, the level has gotten so high, you got some guard wizards. You don't have that many nogi guard wizards that's like, I have an unpassable guard that I'm dangerous from the whole time. And, like, you can't, like, Hugo, Victor Hugo, amazing guard. Guys can get past him sometimes. Gutenberg Pedetta, amazing guard. Guys can get past him sometimes. Like, Gordon plays, but he's Gordon. And Gordon will sit down or wrestle. He doesn't care. Everyone else in the sport overall, like you're having guys now that are good enough at the passing that they can get past guards and nogi. And so the wrestling has become such an important factor. It is funny to see kind of cover today more guys from top level guys women from top level MMA and just seeing how much cleaner and how much more dynamic their takedown game is on a small mat where a lot of the jiu-jitsu cards we see, people kind of struggle to be able to get it to the mat. That was not as much of a problem for the matches that we covered in the nope. show. I thought it was really interesting. I think that we're going to continue to see the development. I mean, obviously More people are just going to straight up wrestle. Yeah. And like and if, be able to get people down I mean, down it was announced wrestling. that the, the trials are in October for the East Coast. Yeah. October. Like, it just ended. That's nine months from now. now or ten months, ten months from now, technically. But like... Dog, we are we're in the Brush ADC. Up your we're fucking wrestling. We're already in ADC cycle. Season. It's time. You got ten months. Anything that you're going to accrue in your game and make and now it's only an even better. year. Yeah, which is going to fuck me up forever. Everything, anything that you have in your game if, as a U.S. trials person that's trying to do U.S. trials and win your slots 2024 for ADCC, and when they're trying to do that, ten months, you can get in and fix some stuff. You can, but it's going to be a fucking shit show yeah. in every because th- single three division. months three months before that 
you're not going to be accruing and building new techniques. You're going to be hoping, you're going to be hammering, hammering shit what that you, you know. have. You're not, I'm you're not starting now if you wrestle. have, if you don't have those things, you're hammering that shit yeah, in now. Now. And then you also have to plan out. It's like, you might be an up and comer. You don't know who's what, but you're going to run into your Andy Varela's, your Cola Bates, Yeah. Uh, you know, guys that were trials John, winners, John or trials placers that didn't, that got an invite or that maybe didn't get an invite or placed, they're probably going to have to do trials again. You know, you, you Kieran think, Kachuk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gianni Grippo. Cody Steele. Cody Steele. Tackett brothers. The Tackett's. Couch. Did you guys Did you guys talk about uh, we did. Tackett well, getting Tackett black and black. Couch getting black belt. Yeah, 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 okay. We talked about that. So thank, uh, rest a piece for some of those black belt divisions. But yeah, like you're running into those people as well. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do to hammer home to try to beat these people at doing these things? And like, again, like a lot of people are showing up. Those divisions get blown up. Yeah. A lot of those people are just getting blown out of the water. Oh, like yeah. first round. Because they can't wrestle. So it's it, it just interesting to see MMA fighters. We talk about like having a diversity of game. But even with that diversity of game, the wrestling is still stronger than what we are seeing typically in jiu-jitsu. And the level of grappling is not as high. But overall, you're seeing a dynamism of technique in pretty much all these matches for wrestling that we don't commonly see outside of like some of the upper echelon jiu-jitsu folks like Varela and Tackett and Gordon. Like They can do some things where it's like, ooh, that's like Hulk, where it's like, ooh, that's really – that's like good wrestling technique that you've modified for jiu-jitsu that you can work and leverage on jiu-jitsu people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting to see that for MMA. And it's just going to be a shift. It's going to be harder and harder to wrestle in jiu-jitsu because more and more people are going to be strictly wrestling. They're going to figure out how like to wrestle. Like doing actual wrestling. Yeah, like Nicky Rod. Look at Nicky Rod. Like, I don't think we're going to see that. Or look that at guys si- that, that wrestled. Like Pixley when he did the ADCC yeah. trials. The dude was like a Division two. Like I don't know what his credential. I was I always I think mix he won Division his, Two. I always mix his credentials. NCAA. Up. Okay, either I Division th- Two or Three. I think that's correct. But I think it's Division Two. Yeah, and you know, it, you're not gonna like. Well, it's not Division One. Who fucking cares? Yeah, people uh, in, go in, go wrestle a Division Two wrestler and tell me how you do, bro. Go wrestle a junior college wrestler. The dude's gonna push. It your all shit. depends. That guy's like, push your shit. It all depends on like a lot of times. The difference between Division One, Division Two is. Some is some other factors in there. You you just you're not getting that scholarship that you want. But I'm saying or that, there's that's, eight billion other people yeah. on that team that the you level be on. the level going into division one versus division two is is close. A freshman going into one versus a freshman going into two, the level can be close. It can and it can't. It be. can and it, it can't depends. be. There, there's there's outliers and there's 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 and reasons why yeah. yes and no. But but yeah. Anyway, that overall was, that's my point. That was Fury. We we tangented on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a holiday show. That's what do we you want to do? You want to go? Let's into, do more. So overall, do you preview what's coming up next week. I want to co- this week. I want to cover. Uh, there's nothing coming up this next week. Bullshit! Fight to win, brother. Is it on? That's next? the seventh. Fuck yeah! So let's cover. Inoka. Let's talk about that really quick. Uh, give me give me give me the name, Josh. Inoki. You, yep. Bombaye. X, as in like also in, with promoted in, by in Japan when you see the the X. And and people will say it because they're anime dorks. They'll say like Hunter X Hunter or Spy X Spy or something like that. The X literally they don't pronounce it, right? So it's literally Enoki Bumbaye Ganryojima in Ryokugu, Japan. Um, By it the was way, just like a double promoted thing. It was because Enoki died this past year. Yeah, a very prominent figure like, in Japanese pro wrestling and in MMA. And MMA literally had one of the first MMA fights versus Ali in 1973. Um, and so this is a promotion, and Enoki was a larger than life figure that that did a ton for both of those sports in a big way. And when he died, he left in his will. Uh, some money to basically run it again. Like, hey, we're going to run like, it Do back. this thing. And he used to do a thing where, like, essentially it ran against Pride, where it would be yeah. at the end of the year, and it would be, like, the big show, and mm-hmm. he did other stuff. And you'd see guys like Barnett and other stuff, and it would be a mix of pro wrestling and... Uh, mixed martial arts mixed martial or mixed arts rules like stuff. That. I mean, come on. During this, they fought in a ring that had no ropes, and mm-hmm. somebody got literally thrown off the platform into the fog. Into the moat. Into the moat fog, which we got to bring back the moat Dude, fog. That was sick. It was a wild event. So, But interestingly enough, so I don't want we don't cover too much MMA, but there's a reason I want to talk about this. 
Three reasons. Igor Tanabe. Igor Tanabe took on Melvin Manhoof. Melvin Manhoof retired, and then Igor Tanabe, who I don't think... I think he's 1-0. He, no, he has 2 now. I didn't realize he had an MMA fight before that until just literally just making this point. I like that his fighting picture is... Is him in is him purple in belt. Gi, in screaming. purple belt. Uh, he fought a uh, triangle choke in 2021 at heat 49. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize I didn't realize he had an MMA fight before that's that. That's a small like MMA promotion out of Japan. Yeah, yeah, he's out of Japan, um, and so he heel hooked Melvin Manhoof in his second MMA fight. A guy that can literally take off your fucking head. A guy that knocked out Mark Hunt in like oh, a minute or yeah, three but minutes also or a guy that's been knocked out by like random he fucking. He's been dudes. knocked out by Joe Schilling and <laughs> a lot of people. So Melvin Manhoof retired for this event, unretired. Took on Igor Tanabe. Igor Tanabe, who is we've talked covered for since he was a purple belt. Yeah, his matches, multiple matches with Hassan Rita, like all sorts of shit, tons of shit. Took on Melvin Manhoof, heel hooked Melvin Manhoof. I was like, that was an interesting match. It was fun to watch. Also, uh, Lovato, Rafael Lovato Jr. came back and took on Taga. Ooh, it's I have the I have the wrong thing on. Can you read it, Josh? Taiga Iwasaki. You're welcome. There we go. Turned off flux for you. Taiga Iwasaki, who's undefeated going into this. And Lovato, if you don't know. He's still undefeated. Still undefeated. 12-0 now. Or 11-0. Uh, former Bellator middleweight champion. Has a brain condition which caused him to basically not be able to get commission sanctioned in like U.S. and like other kind of European events. Legit places. Legit places. <laughs> Japan's like, we don't give a shit, man. You want to fight? And Lovato's like, I want to fight. Comes back in. Gets a uh, an arm lock in like two minutes. In the second round, Lovato be looking good as per usual. Um, but it does kind of make me question because now Lovato is taking a special MMA fight on a, a big promote on a big like ceremonial card for, you know, an okay. Is he at ADCC? He retired. You know, he didn't win ADCC, he retired. I talked to him very briefly, got a picture with him, thanked him for what he did for the sport. Now he's taking this fight. He's, I don't think he's going to continue fighting. I don't think he is either, but it does kind of make you wonder. Like, maybe, maybe not. Like I could Melvin, be completely Melvin wrong. unretired for this. Lovato unretired. Josh yeah. Barnett unretired for this as well. Dog. If Lovato's like, if I get punched in the wrong way, my brain might turn off. Like, I understand he was like, okay, I'm going to take a match where I feel like I'm just going to win and then just go out. Into the sunset. In the sunset. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Like, if he's just focusing on building his school and, like, making world champions and doing that great if he's going to continue to fight i will continue to watch him but yeah, absolutely. you know it was just I'd interesting rather that him retired at adcc and then comes back for this fight but if there's one fight you're going to come back for it is this ceremonial for anoke's kind of final promotion end of the year thing yep. in his honor that was the last one they're going to run because it was in his will like it makes sense um, but Lovato unretired for this and then looked hit a really quick, uh, I was thinking it was like a variation of like a Kimura. I thought, I forget. I watched the highlights and then forgot Catch what it was. Catch the gifts, bro. Catch the gifts. Uh, Josh Barnett also won via knee to the stomach and then ground a pound in like, uh, the first round again in two minutes, uh, versus Shoma, uh, Shibase. It was fun. It, I watched a bunch of, I watched a couple of the matches. I found some more of the matches. I love the year cards. Um, Ryzen happened to uh, versus Bellator. We had AJ McGee versus uh, Roberto McGee. Sato- Robert- Roberto Satoshi. Satoshi. That was fun. Uh, AJ McGee got that one, but it was uh, it was a good it was a good it was a good fight. There were a bunch of fights. Horiguchi fought on that card. Horiguchi won. The old Gooch man. Yep, it was fun. It was overall a good weekend for MMA fights. They really um, need to make 125 for Bellator for Horiguchi. Yeah. He's way too small for mm-hmm. 135. Shrek won on this card too. Oh, Shrek was on there? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hideki I'll be. Senke was on here. Uh, round one, a ring out. A TKO to a ring out. Because there was no rope, so you ringed about, he ringed him out. Which is, which is crazy. How fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But again, it's Aoki's final card. And so, um, overall, a cool event. It was unfortunate that, you know, Aoki passed away. But it is cool that in his will, he had money to here, run. Do this one more time. One more. Hey, man, I, I passed away. We're going to run one more of these. And everyone was like, Oh, I'm going to retire for this shit. So it was cool. If you ever want to see what Inoki is all about, just like watch the beginning of um, Loyota Machida's career <laughs> when he was in Japan. And people are like, why is this random dude slapping him? Yes. And from fr- Inoki was like known for that, but that's like a sign of respect from Inoki if like you get the shit slapped out of you by Inoki. Yeah. And 
I mean, so Machida wins, and then Aoki like smacks him in the fucking face, and you see Machida go like, "Well, he knew, but he was just like, ugh." And he but that was something look, he that he kind of did. didn't look like he knew when he gets hit in that. When you see him get hit, you see Machida kind of like, "What the fuck." But he knew as well. Yeah. Here's the other thing. If you want to see like how real of a dude Antonio Inoki was, <laughs> go look for his wrestling match with. Oh, I can't, oh what's I can't the, the fat guy? The the big like Canadian yeah. dude. Yeah. And like it's the, a it's a Cana- gingered haired Canadian. No, man. he's got brown hair, but he's Is just it brown? like yeah, he's just this pot belly dude, and I'm like blanking there's a on bill, his name There's right a there. Bill Burr voiceover yes bill burr talks about it yes and go find but it just, if you can just find it without it it's like this dude is not selling for inoki and they're doing they're doing pro wrestling they're doing like a pro wrestling match and inoki is a legit like shoot fighter like he can fight yeah is he he's really partially responsible for shooto as well i think so or he was involved in shooto which predates the ufc for mma by like three years like shooto i think it was not pancreas sorry but shooto when shooto and pancreas are pretty linked as well yes something like that i can't recall right now off the top of my head which has been going on since 93 as well um but the dude's not selling for him at all and he's being like a dick to inoki and finally inoki was like oh and he like single legged him or something, and then he just started punching this dude in the head and knocked him unconscious. And kick, he was like kicking him and, and kicking he just him kept again, kicking him in the fucking face. And they were like, "All right, stop! You're gonna kill this dude." And he was like, "Fuck that guy! Like, don't come on my shit, and like try to embarrass me in front of my home crowd." Yeah, and it's like don't be an asshole. It was pretty. And, and wild. When you are an asshole, this is what happens. It was pretty wild. And um, if you can find it, find him when he fights um, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. In and 1973. And he pulls and kicks the shit out of Ali's legs. And Ali's like, I've never had that happen to me before. Yeah. And that was the it worst was, thing ever. Aside from the Gene LaBelle versus uh, Milo Otis fight, it arguably is like one of the second MMA fights of, the, of like a mon- one mixed of the early martial arts fights. Mixed martial arts fight. It's Ali boxing versus Anoke. And there's, these, like, and there's weird rules and like... It was Anoki could only kick on the ground, so he would like fall he to the ground, pull guard essentially, and then and he would kick the kick shit Ali out in the legs, legs. But you couldn't like stay on the ground; you had to come back up. So he would fall, he would kick him, you know, come back up. And it's actually cited for why Ali's kind of career took a kind of hit there because his legs were fucked up after that fight because yeah, he, he kept getting kicked in the legs, didn't know how to deal with it. And you see, it was it was a weird fight of the time. Yeah, but 1973, it's arguably one of the second, the second. MMA fight at the time. That's this event was commemorating that dude. Very, very storied it's history and big impact in modern pro wrestling and MMA and jiu-jitsu and like shoot and shoot fighting. It was huge piece of the huge member of the community, big loss for the community. But one last hurrah where everyone came out of retirement, and that kind of gives you some context for who the dude was. Yep. Um, let's preview it, Josh. So moving on to the preview section of the show, Josh found card fight to win fight to win 216 in honolulu hawaii fuck yeah they're going back baby headlined by gary nakamura versus barrett yoshida that should be awesome i love watching barrett yoshida too so i've been love watching it. a shitload of barrett yoshida uh probably the past year and i was lucky enough to actually judge one of his matches at adcc uh, which was fucking cool unfortunately he did lose but i did get to watch him set up live and in person the crucifix Always and beautiful. Love I've been, it. I've been working really hard to baby hand people like he does when he sets up the assassin choke. I kind of hope this monster. is. I kind of hope this is in the gi, and I kind of hope. I think. I think he's hit the assassin choke, which is that choke you get from the crucifix. Barrier Shida is the is the crucifix guy. Stabs him in the throat. He then, with one arm, he will trap your other hand with a lapel, hold it behind you, then use his free hand. To then bring his own belt out and then choke you over the head. I'm miming all of this, by the way. Yeah. Over his head with his belt that is tied because that's legal and gets you to tap. And it's he's been doing it for like a year now. He's been doing it forever. He's been doing it forever. Like he's, but he's been like all that crucifix shit forever. He, that's only what he has been tapping people with on Instagram and on like pro cards for like a year or two years now. And it's awesome. Great main event for Fight to Win. Love to see Yoshida. I think Yoshida is still the Masters Plus champion. He may or may not be. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not certain as well, but that's a Um, very fun main event. Yeah, it's going to be like super stoker. Um, What's actually kind of funny is um, 
somebody, uh, one of my brother's friends had friend requested me on Facebook many, many years ago. And like he was all over the place and then he vanished and ended up in Hawaii and then like started doing jujitsu. And all of a sudden, randomly a few weeks ago, I see, Hey, I've got this fight on fight to win. And I was like, Oh no shit. So small world, small world is like kid from Baltimore. That's now in Hawaii is on fight to win. Yep. Um, dude, so, there's a dude from my yeah. old gym. They got blue belt from the coach that gave me blue belt that now trains at our gym. Talk about small world. Like our gym here? Baltimore, yeah. Trains with me at Hopkins. Really? So a guy that was previously under my old coach is now kind of under me. Talk about small world. Is he still blue belt? Mm-hmm. Do blue belt. Yeah, we'll talk after the show. But huh, talk about talk about jujitsu small world. Like I come that was a town of like Nobody. 3,000 people or something like that. 40,000 people. Very small town. Pretty wild. So for the fact that he like, then came to my club and then it's it's just a very funny kind of Pretty happy wild. circumstance. Um, then it speaks to how small the jiu-jitsu community is. But overall, do we have any other other uh, announcements or just that main event? That's, uh, they've got all of the cards. There's like 50 matches. Hell yeah. Somebody, somebody's gonna get a fight to win on their platform, and they're gonna see what it's about. And I'm, I'm excited. And for we'll, it. we'll hopefully within the next few days find out where it will be streamed. Yeah, and I'll, it I'll, is I'll, I'll post flow. about it. I'll post it on Instagram. You can follow the Grappling Rewind at Grappling underscore Rewind on Instagram. I'll post it there when we find it. Um, again, best wishes to fight to win for where they end up. I hope that it works out well for them, and I hope that we continue to see them produce events frequently. And you know we're able to continue to cover them. So I yep. hope I hope that they get a great deal wherever they go because they are absolutely worth to have on your platform to give you consistent just 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 what they do just give you consistent grappling and give you for cards sure. for grappling fans to watch weekly and the talents they bring in. Like you're frequently gonna have world champions on your platform now in this and they sport. Frequently have really shitty grapplers like myself on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a gang of fight to win matches. Yeah, yeah, and I've looked terrible at every single one of them. It happens sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, overall that that would be fun. So I think that's all we got for this week. Anything else? You got anything fun going on this weekend? I'm off tomorrow for New Year's Day or for the observance day of New Year's because it's which Sunday so, now. Which is so stupid. Which is awesome, Josh. Enjoy. I earned these holidays for this new job that I'm at. Monday is my normal day off, so, yeah. so you get I'm off anyway. That sucks for you. Monday's not my normal day off. That's Saturday. Monday is normally my day off. Mondays and Saturdays, dog. So, what do you got? Anything, anything fun planned? No. I'm going to sleep in a little bit. That's about it. Hell yeah. I did double sessions today, and I'm not. I'm also going to sleep in because my body... Uh, who man. New Year's, any any jujitsu New Year's resolutions? Do you do New Year's resolutions? No, because I never follow through with them. Yeah. Because I never in the do end, them. they're kind of like silly. It's like, I'm just going to train. Yeah. I'm going to keep training. Yeah. And then um, I'm, I'm, I, I work. I'm going to hang out with my family as much as possible. I'm going to train as much as I possibly can. I'm going to uh, pursue things that uh, make me happy. That's awesome. I'm not going to try to do shit that I don't care about. Uh, so uh, my week's. Uh, week by week are normally filled with jujitsu, hanging out my, with my wife and kids, and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty good life. That Josh. is literally it. That's awesome. I work, I do jujitsu, I play a, a make believe game, um, which is awesome. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm totally okay with that. I set one resolution this year, and I am going to not get choked unconscious. I mean. Did you get choked unconscious this year? Dude. Or 2022? I got, yeah. Okay. I got knocked out this year. <laughs> was that this year? That was this year. That was April. It's crazy, isn't it? That's funny. Yep. Um, let's see. No, that wasn't. That's just, it happens, it happens. Um, I'm, I'm, did make, I did make a point this end of this year to tap a little earlier to stuff because I'm starting to get kind of banged up in general. And I'm is, like, is that your resolution? No, that was just a general, like, I made that like two or three months ago. I was like, I'm just going to tap a little earlier. Um, but my resolution this year is like to do more mobility work and just like be, be a little, be a little stretch and be (laughs) a little kinder to my body and like take care of it a little better. Do you want to know how kind he was to his body today? (laughs) I started to like grab his arm and pull it across while we were training and he goes tap. I was like, what? And he's like, 
the shoulder's kind of messed up and if you could not pull on it that would be great i was like oh okay and you know i think i said it's really fucking torn <laughs> that's what you said but i it's was like, being polite about it it's there's a bunch of stuff that's torn in it like fully torn in it now and i'm just like i'm not gonna get so you know it. near the end of the round I, I i'm on his back and i go to choke him and he puts his arm up to defend it and i just reach over it because i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> you choke him and I start to apply pressure before I even get my other arm across to choke him. He goes, tap. And I'm like, did I pull it? Like He was like, no, but it was stuck. And I, you were just going to choke my – you were going to choke me and crush my arm at the same time too. And it would not have been comfortable. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I know, again, I've, made, I, I've, I've actually put it into practice where it's like, what, two years, Josh? I would have fought to the death. Broken back or not, I would have fought to the oh, death. Oh, yeah, you would have fought that to the death, yeah. and I would have choked you unconscious uh-huh. through your arm. Mm-hmm. And so I learned. I've gotten older and more wise, and I've learned to be a little nicer to my body. So that's that's where Actually, I think I grabbed your hand and pulled your arm, and that's when you were, like, tapped. Yeah, you that. wrist-locked me a little bit. And I oh, was, yeah, 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 that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this hurts. I'm going to be – I'm going to just be nice to my body. And for, previously would have fought that stuff, but I've accrued uh, – 2022 has been fucking shitty for injuries, so I'm going to be a little nice to my body. And, like, I've made a resolution – every day to like do some some level of recovery work for my body i did double sessions today so i definitely need to do that today it's to 11 run. o'clock so i got an hour left in the day before i miss my resolution on the first day um there's plenty of time to just lay on a foam roller but just do that a couple minutes a day and my, actually like here's make, my make a better effort to do that if i hurt something actually go get it checked out that's good. That's good. I when I <laughs> I didn't look at my MRI uh, results for three months, Josh, because I knew I, what they were going to say. <laughs> I want to say four months ago, I fell down my basement steps because my kids left socks on the steps, and I slid down the <laughs> steps, and my tailbone has hurt ever since. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it, I cracked it or it's broken or something. But like sitting in this chair is very uncomfortable right now. I, I'd rather yeah. be standing and doing this podcast, but it would be un- it would be weird looking. I had to reframe the shot, Josh. It would be annoying. Yes, I I'm appreciate aware. that you're in pain and dealing I'm, with I'm, it. I'm aware. Like you me- did it. You did it with a broken back, so I'm not. I'm doing it right now, Josh. My life, I still got nerve pain every day, dog. Yeah, but I was just like, maybe I'll start. And I have like referrals to get my knees looked at, actually, and I'm gonna actually follow through with it. So there, there's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> when I get injured, because it's inevitable, to just get it looked at. What a dumb sport we do. On, 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 in a reasonable amount of time and not letting it just like heal wonky, like yep. my broken finger that doesn't bend anymore because I was like, oh, okay, um, I probably jammed it. Let me yank on it really quick. Uh, can I bend it? Not really, but it'll be fine. And then now... <laughs> It it that's as far as it bends. That's all it and does. For the audio listeners, Josh is holding his his uh, ring, ring finger on my uh, right hand. He's holding it, and it do, he can't touch his palm with it because it just doesn't touch it there. That's so, that's as far as it goes. And so this doesn't bend at I'm all. I'm not big into resolutions, but this year I figured that like off two about two years post surgery, be nice to your body. Was going to be a little nicer to my body. I've gotten I've accrued some more injuries than I would have liked this year as well, off of a year of surgery, <laughs> and I've just decided that like okay maybe like I'm in this for the long haul. Maybe I should take a little more care of my body. Going to do that. Um, I also am a big fan. I hate where I got this from, but if you are going to set a resolution, um, don't necessarily look at stuff that like you're going to do because those are typically hard to follow try to do find stuff this is the fucking the advice portion of the podcast that i hate doing so what the <laughs> fuck what the fuck do i know um it helped it just helped because it helped me find a list of shit that you do that you don't like that you do and like make a to don't list fix it like hey man i'm, just, I'm like doing like i'm doom scrolling on social media like i'm just gonna not do that as much like make a to don't list and then i'm just like things that, that don't bring value oh, do you want to know the last time i posted on instagram I don't even know. In a while, it's great. It's great. Uh, that, 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 a couple of years ago, that was on my to don't list. I was like, I'm just gonna rely on social media less for that dopamine drip, and like it brought it brought more value to my life because like I had more time to go pursue and do other things that I enjoyed that wasn't just sitting on my phone and like wasting my time more than was I think appropriate. And so I made a to don't list years ago, and that was the thing. That's actually the thing that I've kind of kept on to, and I've. Every probably six or eight months, I'll add something to the to don't list. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this too much. I'm going to make a better effort to cut this out and, you know, do better. And it's brought it's brought more value to my life than any resolution than any resolution I've made. Sparks joy. Um, And so, (laughs) yeah, that's what I got. Josh. Anything else? No. For this rambly outro of the show. Exactly. As always, here's another year of grappling rewind, Josh. As always, a pleasure. Year number six. God damn. Going into year six. Going on six years. Yeah, we started in November of 2017. We're still here. 
six years of this podcast. Almost, we hope yeah. very much you appreciate uh, appreciate you listening to us for another year. Um, it's always been a pleasure. We love doing the show every week, and it is it is great. Again, can't thank everyone else. Can't thank everyone that listens to the show and makes it this far into the show to kind of you know be part listen of this bullshit. Listen for to 20 us. Minutes. Listen to us bullshit in the outro. Yeah. Um, appreciate it as always. Love you and. We are the Grappling Around. As always, I'm your host, Mange, my co-host, Josh. And we are the Grappling Around. See the map, whatever that is. Stay safe. If you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Plus. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time and thank you.